The text for this evening's sermon is found in Matthew's Gospel, the 28th chapter. And I will read verses 16 through 20. Matthew 28, the last five verses. Verse 16, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. The Great Commission is recorded here and in the other three Gospels, and it has been the ongoing directive to the church and to the followers of Jesus from the time he gave it to this present day having been rejected by his own people, our Lord commanded his followers, as Mark recorded it, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Many Bible scholars believe that this may have been the occasion where there were gathered above 500 brethren which saw the resurrected Christ, as recorded in 1 Corinthians 15, Six, And whether it was 11 or 120 or above 500, it must have been a, a super inspirational time to be at a place where the Lord said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. At the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount, the people noted that Jesus spoke with authority. Later, he proved this power and authority when he laid down his life and he took it up again. So declaring that all power, all authority was given to him wasn't just a claim. It was and is a reality. It was the investiture of God's authority upon him so that in all things he would have the preeminence. The mission to preach the gospel throughout the world, to make disciples and to teach them to observe all things whatsoever Jesus commanded has his authority and his power upon it. The Great Commission was not a a pep talk. It wasn't a really good motivational speech. It wasn't a mission statement. It wasn't a a final farewell address. It was a commandment. For us, for you, for me, to go out into all the world. 
We don't really have a choice. We have to do that every day. Whether it's our neighborhood or to a foreign land, we are to give and to live our testimony in an ongoing effort to win others for Christ. And tonight I'd like to focus on the promise, our insurance plan that we find attached to this. He concluded the Great Commission with these words, Lo, or behold, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And then the writer Matthew added, Amen. I think it was a hearty amen. I think he reflected upon hearing those words, words that no doubt he had already experienced. And truly this is one of the most comforting scriptures in all of God's word. Haley's Bible handbook says simply, this is our favorite verse in all the Bible. It's hard to debate that. It's a promise from God made to you and me that he would be with us always. And that's a promise that if you haven't already, you will find can sustain you through the most difficult of times. It's a promise that can literally carry you through the darkest of hours. The word always means all of the entire 24-hour period. 24-7, as we would say. That is our insurance plan that we have as we serve God. As we strive, as we endeavor to fulfill the Great Commission. Now, many of us purchase insurance. Sometimes we are required to. But we purchase insurance to manage our risk. To reduce our exposure to harm and loss. So really to have peace of mind. A few weeks ago, Brother Bob Downey and I met with a church insurance agent that we've known for many years. He does insurance for large companies, but primarily churches. And we have known this agent for some time and enjoy meeting with him. He always brings us up to speed on products that we might be interested in. And and that's what he did towards the end of this meeting. He talked about a, a travel insurance policy for for churches, and it had a little premium, I believe $69 a year, and Brother Bob was quite interested. Brother Bob travels a lot around the U.S. and even a little bit internationally, and so he was very interested. It covered everything from delayed luggage to a medical crisis, and so I was too was thinking about it. I don't travel that much. But I was thinking about Brother Daryl and Sister Debbie's upcoming trip to the UK and Nigeria. 
And I mentioned that. And then the agent said, well, there's, there's some countries that are excluded. Well, the promise that we have from the Lord to be with us always, it doesn't have any exclusions. There's no excluded days or hours. There's no excluded locations. There's no limitations to his promise as we serve him. I believe when you look into God's word that You can find good examples of this. The apostle Peter, his testimony provides a good example of one that initially struggled with understanding what it was to have Jesus with him. To later, you can see that he had an unshakable confidence in this very promise. A few days after the Sermon on the Mount, our Lord and his disciples took a small ship across the Sea of Galilee. While they were crossing, a great storm arose, and pretty soon the waves were beating into the boat. Jesus was asleep in the boat, but finally the disciples, they, they went and they woke him up. And they said, Lord, save us, we perish. Well, he said, why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Here they had the Son of God with them. They could have stopped and thought for a moment, is there anything that could escape his knowledge? Is there something that he is unaware of? Well, of course not. The Lord, he rebuked the wind, he rebuked the sea, and there was a great calm. However, they could have enjoyed a great calm in their hearts without even having to wake the Lord. And that's what you and I can enjoy when we really understand that we have a promise from the Lord that he's going to be with us always even until the end of the world. Well, 10 years or so later, we can see how Peter had come to trust in the promise that the Lord had made to him and to the disciples. In Acts chapter 12, we have an account where King Herod Agrippa, grandson of Herod the Great, and a real chip off the old block, he decided to vex the church to do it great harm. And so he had James, the brother of John, killed with a sword. It worked so well in pleasing the Jews that Agrippa then had Peter captured and thrown into prison. And he decided to keep him there, as it says in verse 4, to be brought forth, to be executed, after Easter. This is an ecclesiastical term, a church term. Actually, he wanted him held until after the Passover because the Jews would not have an execution during the Passover time. So for at least a few days, 
Peter was essentially put on death row. Except uh, there was no trial. There was no man to appeal to. And there was no escape. Four sets of four soldiers were given the assignment of making sure that he was secured. That King Agrippa didn't want to take any chance. He wanted nothing to go wrong with his plans. And make no mistake, these soldiers took this job seriously. Their life literally depended on it. But since the storm on the Sea of Galilee, Peter had enjoyed tremendous personal spiritual victory in his life. He had seen thousands get saved, come to the Lord. He had been beaten for Christ. He had been threatened. Even his life had been threatened. He had seen the young church go through persecution and also experience tremendous growth. But now he found himself in a situation where he was awaiting his execution. We find in this account that it says the church made prayer for Peter without ceasing. I think Peter also prayed. I imagine there, even though he was chained up between two of the soldiers, perhaps out loud, he lifted up a prayer to the Lord. I wonder how many times there he said, Lord, you promised that you would be with me always. That you'd be with me right here in the most desperate of trials. And I believe it. I know that you're going to take care of me. You said you'd be with me even until the end of the world. And maybe for me, this will be it. But what a difference that you see in Peter. He wasn't worried if there was some exclusionary clause that he wasn't aware of. Perhaps this didn't work if you were under Rome's jurisdiction or under Agrippa's rule. He didn't have to try and wait to to call upon the Lord at a certain hour. No, he had a promise. And it's apparent that the peace that had escaped Peter on the Sea of Galilee due to his lack of faith had been replaced by a deep abiding faith and trust in the one who has all power, all authority. Uh, Peter knew who was in control. Uh, He wasn't worried. In fact, the night before uh, the execution, Peter was sound asleep. The angel of the Lord came there right next to him, bright and shining. Didn't wake Peter up. Finally, the, the angel had to nudge him in his ribs to get him up and then help him up. 
and said, put on your garments, put on your sandals. The chains fell off. He said, follow me. And you get the impression he's, he still wasn't really fully alert. He thought he was having a vision. They went through one ward and then another ward. And they got out to the, the main gate and just like our automatic gates, it opened up for them. Except this was the power of God. This was the one who had promised him that he would be with him always. That he all, had all power. He could open those gates. Peter and the angel of the Lord, they walked right out. They walked down the street. Well, the angel had done what he was sent to do. So he left Peter. And all of a sudden, Peter kind of came to himself. And he thought, well, this wasn't a, a vision at all. The Lord heard my prayer. The Lord's delivered me. He thought for a moment. There must be prayer going on for me over at Mark's mother's house. So he went there, knocked on the door. It says a young lady named Rhoda came to the door. And when she heard his voice, she was so excited that she didn't even open the door. She went back into the prayer meeting, said, Peter's out here. Oh, they said, you're mad. Oh, that can't be. It, it must be his angel. That's kind of funny. His angel had left him. No, it was Peter. They went out. They checked. Sure enough, Peter was there. They were astonished. We, we don't want to be astonished when God answers our prayer. We want to be astonished about how God does it and what he does in our life. He's promised to be with us. You know, the next day, King Agrippa did go forward with that execution. But it was of the soldiers that were supposed to guard him. Those poor soldiers never had a chance. Well, in these last days, and I do believe that we are in the last days, and the world seems so turned upside down, Satan would like to imprison us in fear. He really would. He would like to get you tied to the events of the world, but we want to be tied to the promises of God. You get hitched to the world, you're in for a ride. But when you give your life to the Lord and you get a hold of the promise of God, you have assurance in your heart that God is going to be with you and God is going to see you through. Yeah, Satan would like to, to put those chains of doubt on you to make you doubt in God's word, doubt in God's promises. But that's not going to change. If you're a child of God, he's promised to be with you always. All the time. You don't have to wonder. Uh, when you're serving the Lord, does, does he hear the cry of my heart? Does he see the situation I'm in? Does he understand the, the cares that I have? Why, yes, he does, just like he saw Peter in that prison. And I believe that, like Peter, you're going to find that God is more willing to give than you are to receive. God wants to bless you. God wants to prove his promises to you. And you want to lay a hold of those. 
We're thankful that we conclude every service with an opportunity to pray. The Lord is here tonight. The Lord knows the need of your heart. More than that, he has the answer for it. We're going to have an opportunity to come into his divine presence. The Psalms 410 and the altars of prayer are open.